Welcome to a new Paradigm of Education podcast. I'm your host, Monique Sayers, along with Anesh Dyer. And today we have our special guest, Catherine Clark. Before we introduce Catherine, I'd just like to introduce our podcast. A new Paradigm of Education is a collaboration of educators, parents, uh, wellness coaches, people who, are, people who have children, people who do not have children, all coming together in the name of helping students rise into the greatest good for themselves. As you know, the world has completely changed. The field of edu education has completely changed. And with that is the birthing of a new paradigm of education. This podcast is all about creating information, wealth and knowledge for the highest good of students and for humanity. So with that in mind, I'd love to pass it on to Anesh to introduce our special guest today, Catherine Clark. It's such an honor uh, to have just gone on this journey with you, Monique, and thank you so much for, again, giving me the opportunity to share my passion, but also more importantly, share my good friend, colleague, Catherine Clark. So she, what she is, is she's a mental health resiliency expert. She helps individuals and organizations harness the lessons in adversity to transform their lives and thrive. She adds value to organizations by equipping them with the tools needed to create more psychologically safe workplaces where employees feel healthier, happier, and are more invested in making a valuable contribution because they themselves feel valued. She has written a book called Gifts in Dark Packages, which outlines the mental health resiliency roadmap for self-insight, self-healing, and self-fulfillment. Everybody, welcome Catherine Clark. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to uh, to join you, Monique and Anish, uh, today. And I'm, I just can't wait to get the conversation started about this new paradigm of education and kind of being the resiliency kind of queen I'd like to think myself of or as and, uh, and just really talking about the importance of making those mistakes and falling down and getting yourself back up again. So Maybe actually, yeah. Anish, we could speak sure. to that Japanese proverb because I know Anish has some decent Japanese in his back pocket here. The whole concept of uh, you fall down seven times, get up eight. Yeah, it's um, nanakorobi yaoki, which basically means, like you said, fall down seven times and you get up the eighth time. And that's such a big part that's embedded within the cultures. You can't just fail once. You've got to fail several times. But eight being the lucky number in many Asian cultures, you know, <laughs> that's uh, the eighth time you get up. And so I appreciate you mentioning that. And it's it's been interesting because, you know, failure is such a huge part of when you live and study abroad and learn another language and all the cultural obstacles you face. And um, but to jump into a little bit, I mean, I was very excited to first share the chapter and the book with you, and you were one of the first people to actually give a review of the book, Catherine. Um, so may I ask, what was it about the new paradigm of education that really resonated or resonates with you? I think what I really enjoyed the most about, because it is a compilation book of storytellers, and people with real live experience, either inside or outside the classroom, as Monique had said, as a parent, uh, we've all been students ourselves. Um, and certainly as those who really try to instill 
uh, a new a mindset in the minds of others. So I loved the storytelling first and, and foremost, and, um, and just the focus that, you know, it's, it's high time, especially with all the in, incredible change and transition that's been upon us, especially in the last couple of years with the pandemic, that it's less about structured learning styles and, and marks and achievement, and way, way more about um, just really, as, as you said, uh, uh, Anish, harnessing that resilient superhero in each of us, that we all can shine. And I'm kind of excited about all the adversity. I know that sounds crazy. I also work in trauma intervention. So it's like, there's a bank robbery, call me, I, I'm right there. Because there's so much to be found within each one of our hearts and souls in terms of how we did get back up again. So I love the focus on storytelling and I hope we can kind of ping pong that back and forth as we, as we go through. And with respect to your chapter, Anish, oh, okay. where we align is just getting the students literally out there on the streets, hmm. trying to like speak a new language and really sometimes ordering something in a restaurant that Nobody knows what you're talking about. And if I may just add a quick humorous story, I learned to speak French as a second language at the age of like 29 and never having, I dropped out of French in high school. I thought, why will I ever need that? I'm coming from Ontario and Canada. We mostly speak English. Well, here I am. And I soon learned that the best way to learn was just to put yourself out there. And that's what that's what Anish does so well. So there I am trying to order the French fries with gravy, with cheese curds in Quebec City. And I'm taking my, you know, my information from Francophones, like they should have the accent and they're setting me up to fail, which isn't so great, but after the fact, you have to laugh at yourself. So I go in and I order my two orders of fries like poutine, but I said, j'aimerais boire deux poutines pour apporter. And basically they looked at me and they said, will that be two women, two men, one of each? Because I had just ordered two hookers to go, <laughs> which might not be a family subject, but. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of a, a, a poutine, Monique? No, I haven't actually. No. <laughs> okay. So for reference, it's basically fries with cheese curds, pieces of cheese, and then gravy on top of it. It's, it's very, very feeling, Canadian. Very, very Canadian. So, but poutine, or poutine, right? How it's how you can, can most can say poutine, but if you say it with a French Quebec accent, it's basically it can sound like two hookers. You know, so she's like, so I was, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because we've had these experiences with students all the time <laughs> when so many people just, what, did you say this or that? And they're like, no, what I mean is this. And it just is back and forth. And so I love that you've learned French as a second language and that you failed, you know, when you were completely immersed within the culture and the language. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that's something as well, um, Monique, that teachers can bring into the classroom to show that we're human beings too, and that we're all learners and that we've all really messed up badly in our lives. And we can laugh about it now. Yeah, I, I totally hear you around that being a new 
paradigm. I feel like a new paradigm is the opposite of perfection. It's about this undoing or this this messiness and resilience that you're talking about or grit or whatever you want to call it, because I feel like the old way just wasn't working. People were, you know, children were meant to be fitting into molds or students were meant to be fitting into molds and they weren't. And then there was disappointment. There was failure. There was, you know, a lot of anxiety and there still is a lot of anxiety. You know, even the other day, I just was teaching a child who was anxious because she her teacher was asking her to call out an answer. And she told me that when she was answering the question, she was just freezing and just said, I went, you know, everybody in the class laughs at me and I just freeze and I don't know what to say. And I said, you just need to say, I need more time. <laughs> you know, that's all she needed. She could do the question with me like really well. And I, I just, my heart was just really going out to her and to this classroom that the system hasn't yet acknowledged this child the mother's um the child's mother had also been contacting the school several times and there was just this build-up of anxiety so I really feel like your work also in terms of mental health is just so so necessary like for educators to hear for parents to hear for for us all to be able to change um not change but to accept that part of us inside of us that is a failure and then on top of that be able to then help other people to know that as well so that makes me want to ask you more about that could you share a little bit more about uh, mental health aspect of what you do because I'm so curious and I know a lot of I know myself there's a lot of trauma in schools and things like that so I just wanted to maybe address that aspect as well if that's okay oh it's such an important aspect uh, Monique and certainly near and dear to my heart uh, yes, and I think we have to all agree that the last couple of years have had an even more negative impact on all of our mental health, let alone students' life and mental health. And there was actually a, um, a published meta-analysis uh, by the American uh, uh, Medical Association recently that looked at global um, depression and anxiety rates amongst school-aged children and actually found that they had doubled in the past um, year. So that's like everything going from say 8.5% for depression and 11.6 for anxiety to levels in the 23, 24% level for depression and almost 20%. So we're talking one in four, one in five students are really struggling with mental health. So what can we be doing? So I, this is where I kind of dig into my school guidance counselor kit and and I worked in a university counseling center as well as doing a lot of cognitive behavioral and solution focused therapy to really to really see how we can we can build the belief that mental health is as important to bolster every day in our classrooms in our families in our parenting as any other skill that we could impart it's like a muscle right and we need to keep exercising that muscle with constant effort and repetition so that it becomes this practiced kind of um, mindset mm. and part of that mindset uh you know there's strategies for what i have called mental health resiliency and one of the things you just mentioned would definitely be um, helping kids to relish that failure mm. so that when they do speak up, uh, also talking about the feelings around that freezing that your student had. So that's a normal response to not knowing an answer. And everyone in the classroom can, can attest to that. So what would it be like if you just gave your answer anyway? 
And we rewarded you for that act in itself. Even if you didn't have the desired result, you, um, we recognize and compliment each and every one of our students for actually speaking up. And maybe that's a small bite-sized goal that we can help set for every student in the next you know, kind of a year. What's one thing? What's one small attainable change? Maybe it's speaking up on Zoom and turning your camera on, for example or raising your hand and giving an answer, even if you don't know if it's the right answer and you could fail. That's beautiful. It's almost like it's a gift for a student or a learner. <laughs> what do you think? Yes, yes it's, a, yeah. it's a toolkit. And, and that mm. kind of goes, thank you. Thank you, Anish. That kind of goes with, um, I don't know if you can see the cover here. Yeah. And it, there's a little box at the bottom. And it really is gifts and dark packages mm. that allow us the kind of the how to transform from the inside out sort of concept, right? So uh, thank you for reminding me of the gift because wouldn't it be cool, Monique, if it were sitting in a classroom and everybody has a little almost like dark box mm. of all the things that they want to keep hidden that, you know, mistakes that they made, but now they're cool. And it's like, oh, what was your dark gift last week? Love oh, that. I had this gift in a dark package. It was like failing or it was like losing my baseball game. You know, it could be that student who uh, has had two math tests in a row that haven't worked out that can now put those in the box. And instead of having to push them down inside, with you know repression which we know comes out usually as anxiety or depression eventually we can talk about them and better yet if there are learning methods like the montessori method where we have kids who have some um, strengths in a particular area say for example mathematics and they can say show me what's in your dark you know gift and let's look at the building blocks that might be missing. Or maybe they're a kinesthetic learner and they just can't wrap their heads around the times table, right? So now we're going to march around and dance around the classroom. And thank goodness that was in your dark package and we could speak to it because now you can see you can be a gifted mathematician too, you know? I love that you right shared resiliency that. Resiliency skills. Um, and sometimes I'm like, well, give me a framework, give me something to that, that tangible that we you know we as parents could use for our kids or teachers can use. And I love frameworks. And just on that, I was, my daughter learned her eight times tables before she learned even two times tables or three. There was a song built around the eight times tables that she just remembered. And I was like, what how do you remember all of your eight times she's like the song helped me and that's i'm like oh i gotta figure out a song for the other numbers now but beautiful it was exactly what you're saying she's marching to the eight times tables you're singing it in the car i'm like let's learn two times and three times so i totally get it um so is can there like a framework that you've built sorry go ahead Monique. i was just gonna say can i just jump in and reflect that that yeah. was really powerful what you shared because i know myself as a teacher 
I'm always focusing on the gifts of children in terms of, well, what is your gift? Okay, maybe you're good at art, but maybe you hate science, you know, like this type of thing. And so I've always been like referring to them, okay, well, let's bring out that unique gift inside of you. But what I'm really loving and what I have just learned from you now is to focus on those things that are tough and go there. <laughs> that can be scary as a teacher to go there, you know, because you don't know the reaction of a child or, or what they're going to do exactly and depending on their age and things. But I think it's really powerful what you've shared, especially probably with teens and things like that. I think this model would be amazing with teens that you can actually teach them that they can be anything they want to be it's just a matter of okay I don't know that but how can I learn that it's like what we do in business right like all this marketing like I hate marketing but yeah okay I've got to learn marketing <laughs> like you know so I really love I really just love that um it's for me it's been like a, almost like I see this upside down model of a framework that mm. I have created in my mind of like rising 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 always on the best always on the best to now like okay well what else is down there that I could turn around or what else is down there that I could just leave down there like so I just wanted to say thank you for that <laughs> oh you're very welcome and and thank you um anish for also talking about kind of the the roadmap and the framework because yeah. i think that is part of the new paradigm to just simply walk away from that whole hierarchical kind of mindset and even i mean i draw a lot of my inspiration from people like um like maslow and you know the hierarchy of needs and, and yet I didn't want to have a triangle. I didn't want to have this mm. feeling that we have in the education sector where you have to climb up a mountain to get to the pinnacle of something. I wanted to create a roadmap where you can literally like fill up your car with gas, get your tires pumped up, you know, but also like get detoured and, and then have to go kind of back to actually feeling it all to healing it all. So getting inside that dark package, that's where all the goodness really is from, as, as Anna should know, from the inside out and the outside in, we can thrive. And so to me, it's just a matter of when parents and educators can help students to kind of cultivate that mindset where obstacles are the critical part of success or this sweet spot of opportunity kind of brilliantly disguised as these dark gifts and kind of open the arms and get on the get on the super highway of learning from that perspective i love that it's i think earlier this year i really fell into that and learned a lot about that when i taught my daughter how to do the rubik's cube and there are like five or six algorithms within that. And she's like, I can't do this. What? You know, and being able to fail that many times when you're learning just one algorithm and the next one and the next one. And she's like, and just trying to get her in the mindset of this is kind of fun. This is challenging. This is kind of cool, as you said, Catherine, you know, um, and then. And she was the thing that excited her most about it that I thought, okay, this is going to help is she's like, oh, I'm excited to learn this and fall down and learn this because I know when I teach other people, they're going to probably fail and fall down and do this. So I want to encourage them to say, it's okay. Your, your best teacher is your last mistake and, you know, just keep going. And so now she's taught 10 people, including family members, 
had to buy them all Rubik's cubes and <laughs> they can all do it. But with her, you know, support and encouragement and say, it's okay if you can't get it right away, but you will get it. It took me two months, but I got it. Um, yeah. So jumping into the framework, can you, can you kind of jump into what you feel, well, what, what you've developed and what you feel that we could all benefit from? Yeah, certainly. Um, and just to kind of really focus it in on those kind of bite-sized pieces mm. for students and educators, because it's a pretty big roadmap, uh, Monique, 65,000 words uh, worth, <laughs> um, which you can see why I'm kind of in my own failing part. Like, oh my God, no one ever told me writing a book was this difficult and editing and all these things that you learn along the way, which I'm happy to, sh I'll be happy to share this experience at some point. But yes, I look at uh, it in kind of a four-part series where really you have to acknowledge, first of all, that stuff's happened that's not pretty, right? And acknowledging is also feeling. So that's another big part of the framework that we kind of already spoke to. But even as, as parents and teachers, helping kids to actually label emotions, which I'm sure you've worked hard with this yourself, uh, Monique, and I know Anish has. So starting with that, part one would be acknowledging and feeling that dark package, holding it in your arms. And part two would be the acceptance piece. And that's everything about um, self-compassion and, and self-forgiveness and, and really honestly being able to walk with your head held high, regardless of whether you lost the soccer game or you got a 49 on your math uh, test. And then moving from that to is all the things that we can embrace in those losses that we were just speaking about. So kind of that's the part of looking in and saying, because of this adversity, ah, oh, now I've got to the other side of those rapids with this newfound sense of self and strength um, that I never would have had without that, that loss or that pain. And frankly, we know we can't shield kids from, from the pain. And the pandemic has certainly taught us we can't pretend that they, they can go to school or they can have a regular graduation. We have to ourselves actually think outside the box. And then lastly is what we're all doing here and what the new paradigm of education has really been espousing. And that is how can we um, give those gifts to others? And the cool thing, I think, in the, cl the classroom situation, drawing upon that Montessori example, is once you've had that bit of awakening, ah, this is a hard subject, but I get that I can learn my periodic table or chemistry, whatever it is, with these kinds of strategies. I failed the first time, but now I got it. And I want to share that knowledge with my other students, with my peers. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Because I find, I, I see this in my, my daughter's in her second year of university. And her whole first year, she never went in a single classroom. I, I can't even imagine, like never had the opportunity to socialize and meet with people. And this is going to be the experience, I'm sure you know, Monique, of our kindergarten kids. And so bringing that back to really uh, the socialization, the learning that comes from conflict resolution, that comes from 
loss and failing and building that into the curriculum is part of what I think translates nicely from the gifts in, in dark packages, mental health resiliency roadmap. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. And it's also very similar to what you've shared in Nesh in your chapter. Maybe you want to just re reflect back on that because they're super aligned with what you're both talking about. Yeah, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, my entire program is, is built around failure. When, we have, when, you, when you talk to thousands of strangers in the course of, you know, eight weeks, with, on day one, in the first week, students are just, you know, they're crying, they're feeling these emotions, they're acknowledging them. And as a language coach, we're there to, to guide them through some, it's okay to feel that, it's natural. This is not your first language. And, you know, when we have people even just, telling them off or, or rejecting them, you know, it's, they're going through such a, a difficult time in the first few weeks of, of our program that, you know, one of the, our students who was gay, you know, and came from a culture that really, he didn't have the space to be able to be proud of who he is and where he, um, and how he was raised. Oh, I think we lost Catherine there for a second, did we? She's probably we'll wait for her to come, come back. back. <laughs> um, and you know, it really took a lot of, like, like Catherine said, that that soul searching, digging down deep into saying, you know what, this is, it's okay to be who I am and and to share who I am. And and we kind of built activities around him getting out and say, you know, how do you feel about the LGBTQ2 communities? And, you know, do you have any friends who are gay? And he's like, well, as for me, he started out saying, you know, well, yes, yeah, some of my friends are, are gay. And so I'm just curious because we come from Japan and nearly by the end of the program, you know, he was in Dundas Square, I mean, Nathan Phillips Square, and he said, I am gay in front <laughs> of, you know, a huge crowd of people. And it was just like a, a it was almost like a rebirth for him and, and really coming into his own and it, every student like like Catherine said they have their own stories and part of this is really a storytelling journey and uh, our, our lives are just filled with a, a series of experiences that and we, we're constantly in this growth mindset of learning from one experience and or mistake from another and and moving forward from that so you know it's it's been quite the journey and you know doing this online too you know it's been quite the the challenge i had a, a nurse in in japan who said anish i i don't think i'm gonna make it through the pandemic i've quarantined right now i need help um i don't know what to do and she reached out to me I'm like i'm not a i'm not a mental health resiliency expert here i'm not equipped to really help you with this um but we we built in, you know, having an attitude of gratitude into her her routine and her lifestyle. And um, you know, we, we started talking about, you know, how do you feel today? You know, what was the best part of your day? What was the most challenging part of your day? What can you do better tomorrow? And by the end of her quarantine, she came out feeling better than she had going into quarantine. And so you know, being and I just did this all online. So I know we do it in person feeling, but I'm just getting students to acknowledge some of these feelings and seeing how they can build more resiliency and, and kind of dig down into those, some of those, you know, dark packages and find the gifts within them all is, is 
been huge. And I appreciate Catherine for really helping me visualize that. And every time I either speak to my daughter or students, I'm like, think about the gifts and dark <laughs> packages. Like, what's your next dark gift going to be? You know, in, in, in that package. And so we got Catherine back and, you know, we can, I think we went just finished going through the, the framework. Um, and when you, when you talked about labeling some of these difficult emotions, how would you go about doing that with a kid, Catherine? I'm curious. Well, first of all, I just want to say in terms of epic fail, just for all the students out there that when you don't keep your computer plugged into a power source, it may die in the middle of a podcast. So <laughs> that's pretty darn humorous. <laughs> came but back. Also in a hundred percent of the cases, when we fail, we usually don't die. Like we usually do recover from that. So it's part of that emotional experience. You feel the shock and the anxiety, right. like what just happened and uh, how we can help students to do that. I think especially as educators, as human beings is to model that behavior ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what did I do? And, and how did I, you know, sort of solution focused therapy skills. Mm -hmm. So um, we breathe and we say, okay, you know what? I used to have a student that uh, as a guidance counselor would be very angry in like zero to three, you know, boom, anger, overwhelming 90 seconds. If we can breathe through this, is generally how long it takes for our neural network system and our brain and our autonomic nervous system to start that recovery process from that emotional burst of adrenaline or whatever is charging it up. And so I think it's really talking about that emotions don't have to last forever. And that from a cognitive behavioral perspective, it's actually the story that we tell ourselves that that actually heats that up to the nth degree. So really acknowledging the range of emotions and feelings that are normal. And I don't know if you have this in your classroom, Monique, but I often have a chart as so that people can actually point to something, especially if they are feeling so overwhelmed. Or maybe they've been told you, you know, you don't have any right to be angry or wipe that smile off your face. So they've disconnected from that natural biological sense of what's happening in their mind, body, and spirit. So I think there's a lot of modeling, just what happened to me. I didn't plug my computer in, guys. <laughs> I love that. I was, just, I was just feeling into that. And I was like, it's a perfect example of imperfection. And we were just holding you in loving kindness. Okay, she'll come back. We'll just keep talking. We've got so much value to give our audience anyway. And it's perfect role modeling, isn't it? It's like, it's just an ebb and flow of life. How do you deal with it? Okay, you just keep going. And <laughs> I think maybe I would feel sad if you didn't return because I wouldn't get to hear the end. But I could be grateful that I got to hear the start, right? So... <laughs> You perspective know? building exactly it's all <laughs> how you how you look at the situation and, and yeah the story we tell ourselves and I don't know if this is the place to add one more um, pillar but and I'm sure you've you're you're familiar with and probably a lover of a lot of the Seligman model of positive psychology and learned helplessness and I think it would be amiss if we didn't we didn't speak to that in terms of our new paradigm of education and our kind of our culture of learning um, he basically looked at the fact that um, with repeated failures, a lot of times we tend to give up because we just expect 
that there's going to be, a, well, I'm not going to be any good at math now, or there's going to be a negative outcome, or it feels like failure is inevitable and insurmountable, if you will. And so as elementary school students, as I said, um, we developed this concept that, you know, okay, well, the teacher also labels sometimes too in our, mm. like here, these are the best tests. We're going to read out the names of the students who really rocked the social science tests. And we all know the ones that don't get mentioned or get handed out at the bottom. Like it's all this kind of calling out. And then the student gets this learned helplessness in their mind. And along with that is our kind of trophy kind of mindset and our, our consolation prize mindset. So I'm going to go back to my son playing baseball and, you know, he's, he's like the last winner. There's 12 teams. No, you lost the baseball game. Let's sit with that feeling because no, it's not a pleasant experience in your, it's like this part in your belly that doesn't feel good. But when you think of winning, Win is an acronym. What's the situation for the W? The I is what was the impact? How did that affect you? How did that affect the team? And the N is for next time. So next time, maybe we'll actually communicate differently or better if we can or practice that as a team. Next time, maybe we'll practice holding the baseball bat in a slightly different way. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's okay to lose, right? Because you still win. And to me, that's the learned optimism, which is Seligman's opposite side of the coin, which is to expect that we are, we are um, beings who are resilient, can get back up and can try many different things in an optimistic mindset. And that even if it doesn't work out the first time, Hey, we got lots more shots to take, right? <laughs> Love that. It's it, it reminds me of a quote one of my students said um, that she actually learned on the streets of Toronto when we were out learning about uh, famous Canadians. Like, you know the famous quote by Wayne Gretzky? I said, yes. who, what? Yeah, I know him. What did he say? He goes, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right? exactly right. exactly yep and and sort of dovetailing on that the mm -hmm. quote by seligman that you know life inflicts the same setbacks and tragedies on the optimist as the pessimist but the optimist weathers them better powerful <laughs> very powerful i wanted to ask you a couple of questions or just one main question that i've asked every single uh, guest on our podcast and you've touched on it quite a lot and I, I think I may know your answer but I wanted to say what is your vision for a new paradigm of education and remembering that the future is now so it can be huge it can be little steps whatever you wanted just to share with us around that that would be amazing I think it is that sense that every human being every student every teacher all of us as as learners on this lifelong learning journey that we are on um, can thrive and and that we we all just need to have this competitiveness and this outdated structured kind of paradigm of what is success kind of just put aside and really feel that we have the power and control to choose 
wisely what is the meaning of success for ourselves from the inside out and from the outside in and to me if we if we promoted the dark gifts for example every day in the classroom and we talked about some of the the pillars that we've we've um, been you know discussing today then every single one of us should be able to get along that roadmap to experience what I'd like to see in the world, which is mental health resiliency. And that's total health. That's that self-fulfillment, that's self-enjoyment, that's living a happy, healthy, productive life with ease instead of worry. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. It's so necessary in the world. And it's actually interesting. Everybody that I've been asking this question is all answering the same thing, just in their own flavor, like their own style of flavor. We all aspiring to be more happy, to have more purpose in life, to be free of this competition. And I'm just really grateful to connect with different educators and different people around the world that just all really care about this concept and bringing it into fruition. And I also see a bigger global picture that it's not just education, right? It's like all of the systems that are, are not working. Everything is just being upgraded. And all of this idea of competition is just not going to work any longer. It's just things will just start to fail. And it's not even that you need the resiliency for the failure. It's just like, hey, that's not working. We need to change and move into what is working. And so I really, really um, love what you shared. And I, I feel like it's really powerful to actually also use um, those gifts within yourself that you're talking about, like your whole self. I, I want to call it the whole self, maybe like the whatever the dark and the light, the wholeness of the body um, to bring that into yourself as a, as a human, as an educator, as a parent, to be able to embody that to, for your children to also be able to feel safe to be that way, to, to feel safe to be themselves completely and holding that space for children, like what you were sharing earlier, like the children that are too scared to even cry or make a noise because they're being told to be quiet, like, oh, just sit down and be quiet. So they're just sitting there being quiet, like, you know, a good boy or a good girl. That's not the paradigm, is it? That's not what we're calling forth. We're calling forth a rise of a kind of realness and and learning from that space so yeah thank you so much I'm, I'm really in awe of your work and just before we wrap up um I'd like to know a little bit more about your work do you want to share with us what you actually what your offers are or a bit more about your book or what your work is exactly so our uh, guests can find you if they want to <laughs> perfect I just wanted to lastly dovetail on that one um sort of concept and I think it all comes down to authenticity it's time to, I know we talk about Coca-Cola campaigns have been out forever, you know, it's the real thing. Um, that safety, that creating that secure space from which we can all thrive starts with us all being vulnerable and authentic. And that's kind of a big part of my work uh, right now is, is going into corporations and creating what, um, what Anish has touched on as well, psychologically safe workplaces, and that could be universities, it could be um, high schools, as well as, you know, oil companies and banks. Uh, and, and that all starts from the framework of, of teaching people from the top down um, strategies, like we've been talking about for mental health leadership. And, and really, how do people engage how do they how do they feel that their self-esteem is being bolstered every day instead of feeling beaten up and like, oh, I did all these things. What do I have to show for them today? So even the simplest um, workshops I can offer on things like building resiliency 
or helping people to actually set goals and learn that monotasking. I don't know if you use that word, Monique. Have you used monotasking? No, <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I, I kind of get we, the idea one task at a time. Is that what it's going to be? Yeah, they actually have their, the brain research has come back and said that, you know, multitasking is literally killing our brains mm. and we're actually being less productive than if we actually wrote our, you know, those top three things we have to do today, like non-negotiables and all those little boxes and actually finished one at a time, that uninterrupted time. And so teaching those kind of skills is something I love to do, either in a training and development session and lunch and learn in an hour, half day, a whole day. Um, I've also been starting more inspirational speaking and, and Anish and I are both involved in a in a um, organization to do that. So recently been, I actually got up on a stage a couple of weeks ago for the first time, like with the pandemic. Wow. And probably <laughs> since high school, I've, I've stood up and done presentations probably in a ballroom, like a hotel ballroom, but it's different to get on a stage. So you see for anyone who's listening, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter your geographic location. It's, it's all about just believing that you can step on any stage and that could be the world stage and that that's how we thrive and it's okay. I didn't actually fall flat on my face, did I, Anish? But no, she pretty rocked it. I mean, she ended up in the Grand Slam finals of the speaking competition, and <laughs> she placed in the top five amongst all these amazing speakers from around the world. And it was quite impressive. I was Thank like, you. whoa. Wow. <laughs> so it's that feel the fear and do it anyway. And if I could help anyone at all to see that their dark packages are something that each and every one of us could rock. I would be so happy for the experience. So you can find me at um, katherineclarkconnects.com and um, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm in the process of editing a book right now. And uh, that takes a lot of monotasking, Monique. Yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of focus. So, um, by the spring of 2022, um, I'm, I'm busy booking now, but I'll probably be getting very, hopefully very fully booked with great opportunities. So thank and you, you can so also much for this order the book. You can also oh, pre-order yes. the you. book on the website as well. So if you want to get your hands on it, cause it's going to fly off the shelves, I'm sure of it because it's going <laughs> to be like a Bible that people could literally reach into this because there's such so many visuals in the book and I've had a sneak peek into some of it already and some of the graphics and it's just like oh right this is going to help me as a partner as a parent as an edge well I, I need this I need all these tools so thank you well because I've covered the gamut of dark packages Monique which uh, personally and professionally with the help of my clients and my old tumultuous life um, you can kind of M is for miscarriage or, you know, um, D is for death of a loved one or loss of a companion animal, wow. you know, like there's, there's so many things in there that I, I feel very honored to have had the opportunity to sit with someone and, um, and just help them through that dark place to, to a place of much more light. And just as we close with the season upon us, I think I want it to just leave everyone 
with the sense that it's, it is called the season of gift giving, but instead of giving people a present, I think what we're doing today and what we can do with our loved ones, our colleagues, our community is to just give them presents, to really allow someone to be heard and understood, turn your phones off, that monotasking piece, like you can only really be in a conversation when you're fully uh, able to, to hear what someone's saying to the point where you can, you can reiterate it back and say, is that it? And isn't that the greatest gift we can all have is this opportunity to share our voice and to actually feel that our, our voice matters and makes a difference. And so with that, I just, I hope we can all go out and continue to share that gift of, of giving people our presence in this season of giving. Yeah, thank you so much. Presence is so powerful and so important. And I hope everybody who's just listening to this podcast has received the gift of just listening in full presence because us creating this has been a gift in itself. I've been able to fully listen to Catherine and Anish and create this. And I know um, whenever I listen to a podcast, it's the same feeling of just, okay, I'm just going to sit in, in peace and just fully take in all the information. I really, really resonate with what you've shared. And thank you for mentioning about the voice aspect as well. I feel like your voice being um, represented in your book is just so powerful. It sounds like your life's work and everything that you've encompassed within your life, just being able to be shared with us and then for us to be able to receive that back in a gift as well. So I'm really, really excited for that. And I do understand the feeling when we created our book, The New Paradigm of Education, it was the same feeling. It was like, what can I present that is my wisdom and how can I present it with my co-authors together and create something that's going to be so helpful and give a voice, like give a voice to each of us. Like, look where we are now creating a podcast based off a book that was <laughs> all coming from that source of wanting to, you know, help and inspire the, the children of the world and the students of the world. So Thank you so much wholeheartedly Beautiful. for that. And it's so lovely to connect in with you as our host on this, Anesh, as well. <laughs> Thank you. And it's been an honor, really, truly, Monique, when people say, you know, I put this book out in a couple months. And I know Catherine's been going over a year with her book. And, you know, even our process took longer than the average. But there are so many gifts that I've had along this road of you know, doing this chapter, throwing it away. It's like, this is not working. This is not working. <laughs> it's like, I've really experienced so many gifts and dark packages along our own new paradigm of education, Monique. And so thank you for creating that mm -hmm. space and that time to just let us each sit with our own. Some people submitted their chapter right away to you. I'm like, Monique's like, Anish, when are you going to get yours? Done? <laughs> you just gave that time and that space for all of us to really just experience all of these these failures and these, these these emotions and this this journey of it and so thank you so much Monique, for all the continuation of this new paradigm and I could see like series of books coming out from yourself from the next paradigm and the next you know so I'm looking forward to seeing where all of this is going with the new paradigm Facebook group and the podcast and the next series of educators that you might bring on to a another series and thank you Catherine um for your, your, your guidance and your support and really helping me see a lot of these dark packages, these, these gifts and dark packages that I've had to experience and just acknowledge and, and, and come to realization. And it's like, oh, right. 
Okay, cool. And I, it's made me a better parent, partner, and educator because of it. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been it's been such an honor, and um, I think just it's so appreciate being able to share with um, just amazing educators like yourselves. Uh, just the whole concept of sharing our gifts, and and I think we've all kind of we can never fast track to that last chapter, right? That last part, because you're always going to be pulled back in, right? Uh, um, and it's just when you think, okay, I got it. I'm doing this. This, this is, I'm cooking with, uh, you know, I'm floating along here where I meant to be. You'll get pulled back into another adversity. But um, hopefully as we close today, we can see that we're probably only all here having this conversation because we've all weathered that adversity and come out with that epiphany that, wow, uh, Monique, I got to write this compilation book and gather together these, these spirits of people who can, who can speak their truth and, and help the world. So thank you for allowing me to be part of that. Oh, you're so welcome. And if any of our um, guests are wanting to connect with Catherine, everything's going to be down in the notes below. You'll be able to see her website and her link to her book. And we'll all be getting our copy as soon as it comes out. So thank you again for being with us, Catherine and Anesh. And I'd like to close with the quote from Mahatma Gandhi, my favorite quote of all time, which is, be the change that you wish to be in this world. So namaste, everybody. Thank namaste. you. Namaste. <laughs> thank you. Namaste. It's beautiful.